Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This podcast may contain coarse language. Listener's discretion is advised. Also, this podcast will obviously contain spoilers for Demon Slayer. Please beware, listen at your own risk. Welcome to the Demon Slayer Podcast. I am your host, Vlord GTZ, and with me today I have Laser Kid. My soul has been set ablaze. Yes, it has indeed, because today we're talking about the second half of Demon Slayer Stories of Water and Flame. And this time it is the flame part of the book, which is Kyojiro Rengoku's story. You might say that this part was fire. Oh yes, it was very much fire. In fact, the opening page has Rengoku holding a flaming sword. How, how much more fire can you get from that? You, you just can't. There's no topping that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's perfect. It's fine wine perfection. 10 out of 10 would flame again. <laughs> yeah, to give a brief kind of synopsis for the story, though, this takes place when Rengoku is uh, still just kind of a normal Demon Slayer core member. He hasn't become a Hashira yet, uh, but he is mentoring a pupil, which is Kanroji. I love that. I did not know that, but I love that. Yeah, I don't think it's something that's ever been mentioned in the main manga, as far as I can remember. But it's such an interesting, like, uh, addition. Because, like, you wouldn't imagine Kanroji is a uh, disciple of Rengoku. No, it's not at all what I'd expect, but yet it, it does work. Yeah. So, like, essentially, like, Rengoku is currently a Kinoe, which I think is, like, one of the higher ranks of the Demon Slayer Corps, but not, like, the upmost highest. Low Hashira. Yeah, it's not, it's not a Hashira, obviously. So he's, he's kind of in the middle ranks, as far as I recall. And then, uh, Kanroji's a Mizunoto, so, like, she's just kind of brand new. She just passed the final selection. Even congratulate her for it. Yeah. I mean, like, you can definitely tell throughout this story that, like, uh, she's still kind of gaining a lot of her confidence as a Demon Slayer member. Because even during the opening pages, she's, like, scared of just fighting Rengoku as well. It's so, like, it's, it's a very different, uh, side to Kanroji that we haven't really seen before. Definitely. Yeah, so essentially, like, they uh, get a message from Ubuyashiki about, like, a Hashira meeting, and Rengoku's father, uh, Senjiro, is still the acting Hashira. And he's got Senjiro, has got a Senjiro. Yeah, he's lost motivation since, like, Rengoku's mother has passed away. And, um, yeah, so... Rengoku decides to go in uh, Senjiro's place so that uh, the Rengoku family is not uh, dishonored. And guess who doesn't take kindly to that? Our friendly neighborhood, Sanami. Everyone's favorite Hashira. Yeah, so, such, such an agreeable, happy guy. Oh yes, one of the most lovable characters in all of fiction. 
Yes, so such a such a great character. I I, I actually like Sonami, but <laughs> I mean I do too. But yeah, he's a he's a special kind of uh, person. I I didn't until I got his backstory though. So yeah, I, I feel that backstory is what uh, puts it all together. Eventually, you poor people who have not read the manga will learn. Eventually, yes, one day. You'll know the truth, mm. hopefully. Hopefully, maybe. <laughs> but okay, so essentially, Rengoku gets to this meeting and like Ubayashiki orders him to go to the Imperial Capital, which is Tokyo, to fight a demon. And yes. essentially, if Rengoku beats this demon, which is apparently a Kizuki, he will become the Hashira in Senjuro's place. Which, I mean, yeah, that's, uh, that, that's a big deal. Yeah. That's a pretty good deal, yeah. So yeah, the the remainder of this like story is essentially him going to Tokyo and kind of fighting this demon. And I do find it interesting that this demon, like its motif, also uses like wolves and dogs, except with weapons and bombs. I feel like Hirano was still kind of having a uh, wolves on the brain after Bose beats. Yeah, because <laughs> it's a, it's a very interesting um choice because like it's like oh here's a gun. And it's inside a dog. Oh boy. It makes so much sense, doesn't it, Laser? It makes all of the sense, totally. Yeah, but it is kind of a nice little uh, story for Rengoku here, because essentially the demon that he's fighting is the lower rank 2 Kizuki. And it's planted bombs all across Tokyo, and its goal is to essentially get revenge on Rengoku, which it's implied that it's the person he swiftly wants revenge against is Rengoku's father, Shinjiro. And yet he has Rengoku's name. It's very strange. It's like, does he, does he not realize that uh, it's not the same person? Yeah, I don't think he got that. I don't think he got that memo. He didn't get the memo. Oh, wait. Humans don't age the same way as demons. I mean, he looks at it and he's like, yeah, um, you're Kyojo, right? Yeah. Then you must die! Okay. Bye. Who are you? I mean, I guess the point's like he wants to, like, get revenge on the Rengoku family, but it's Shinjiro's fault that Rengoku's in this situation. Yeah. It really doesn't paint him well as a father. This just seems overly typical, honestly. Yeah, it's like, Shinjiro did everything wrong. The manga. (laughs) Although I don't think he did wrong here so much as the demon's just being a jerk. Yeah, I mean, it seems like Shinjiro did his job when he was a Hashira. Like, he, he he beat the demon, the demon just came back. Didn't kill him enough. Or, I guess, kill him at all. <laughs> well, yes. Yeah, I mean, like, the entire fight is, like, pretty flashy. Which is surprising, because it's not an Uzumi fight, but I guess... Not, not an Uzumi fight, but hey, it fits, it works. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you gotta have people other than Uzumi be flashy. I think Uzumi would have approved. Yeah, I think he would have too. But it's just kind of really cool seeing like Hirano kind of go all out with the artwork here. You see Rengoku whip out a bunch of his different like uh, breathing forms for flame breathing. Oh man, when he got to that last one, that was just amazingly set up. Oh yeah, that one looks beautiful. And I also really like the uh, moments here with Kanroji as well because you like. Oh yeah. You see her, like, protecting this, like, mother and, like, son. And, like, they kind of, like, flash back and forth with, like, uh, 
Kanroji's own insecurity with like uh, being kind of outcast because of like her hair color and like overwhelming strength. So it, it kind of helps her gain the confidence that like she can protect people as a demon slayer. And that people will thank her and that actually did affect her in a good way, I think. Yeah, for sure. Also, I, I also love like they just go full on with the like dog wolf motif here by like having the Kizuki literally turn into a wolf. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah. Guess um guess he, he really likes wolves, guys. Who would have guessed? Laser, do you think he likes wolves? I'm not sure right now. I ain't just you know, hmm. I I I think he likes something some things that are big and bad, and that may also be wolves. Yeah. <laughs> like his blood demon nerd is literally called like Capture Cavity War Wolf of Horror. Like, okay. It was not what I expected, but it was cool. Yeah, definitely was cool. It's like something out of a a a, a, a it almost felt like what would happen if, if like Netflix decided to make a, a Demon Slayer movie or something. <laughs> oh my god, no. We don't need <laughs> the that. The giant werewolf monster. Instead of uh, Muzan, we're going to have this guy. Yep, yep, no. Muzan will be, like, referenced but not mentioned. We'll be like, oh, yeah, this isn't really the big bad, but, oh, look at him. He turned into a werewolf. Oh, it's shit. It's the big bad wolf. He's going to blow the house down, guys. He's going to blow the Demon Slayer's house down if you don't stop him, Tondra. You better get to it. Well, okay, then. Yeah, I mean, I think... The climax of this fight, as we were mentioning before, is definitely one of the biggest highlights. Like, Rengoku using the ninth form against oh, the gosh, Kizuki. It's great. Yeah. And you can really see that, like, Rengoku has gone all out here. By the end of the fight, he's, like, about to collapse. And, like, he's kind of just really shown just how admirable of a Demon Slayer that he is. Absolutely. If you didn't already love him from Mugen Train... Or the filler episode in the Mugen Train special. First of all, what's wrong with you? But second of all, this should push you over, I think. Yeah, for sure. And of course, they have to end the story with heartbreak of us uh, remembering Akaza sticking his arm inside Rengoku. Oh, gosh. And then you go, you go, you go over to, to Kanroji, who you now have more reason to go, oh, shit. Her reaction is now more, oh, shit. She has a reason. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's, it's it's painful. And then you see Tanjiro with, like, uh, the hilt of Rengoku's sword. Oh, man, it's... Oh, yeah. It's so sad. I don't want to cry again. I don't want to cry. Demon Slayer, why? Why do you do cry. this? Every time you, we think we escape the train, we don't escape the train. See, that's the problem. Is we're not on the train anymore, and so bad things can happen. I, I guess... Oh, that train was the real hero all along. There's my dumb joke returning af after however long. But you are right, Laser. Nothing bad happened on the train. Nothing bad happened on the train. It was everything off the train that was bad. Yeah, I mean, overall, I, I really like this story. It's, I think, the definitely the stronger of the two stories, like you mentioned in the previous episode, Laser. Absolutely. This was definitely the one that I had the most fun with. They're both good. Um, I did enjoy the first one for what it was, and, you know, getting a little more inside the gear was cool, but 
This one hit harder because it was Rengoku, but also because we got a unique relationship that we didn't know about that's now there and now informs the entire rest of the series. Yeah, it definitely makes me wish that we had gotten stories like this for every Hashira. Which not not saying that Hirano ha- would have to do them him like themselves, but like it would have been cool to see like other artists maybe do the other Hashira then like have I stories would definitely about love to see this world expanded in that way stories about other hashira stories about other demon slayers hey give us a Murata spinoff yo Murata spinoff i need it see see there there the story may be over for for us manga people but i would love to see a world expand there's so many side stories that got to be interesting yeah i mean i feel like uh i know people don't want demon slayer to be milked to death or anything and i'm glad that it hasn't but I, I think we can have a little bit more expansion. Like, yeah, we have, like, novels of Demon Slayer that are coming out. Some of them do focus on the Hashira to an extent. But I, I need a bit more meat on the bone. I need some uh, Demon Slayer filet mignon. Yeah, I'm not saying we need Demon Slayer Z. I, I don't think we need more from Tanjiro. I think Tanjiro's story is very well fleshed out and over. But some of the sidecasts, I'd love to see a little bit more more of that beef. Yeah, we don't we don't need bio moves on. This is some bio broly crap. They're going to put him in a test tube and then something's going to go wrong. He's going to shoot out green goo. God, bio broly was such a dumb movie. <laughs> You know, as dumb as it is, I like it better than the other two of the of, of the old Broly movies. Of course, Super Broly beats everything. Well, of but. course, because Broly doesn't talk. He's just exactly. like a monster. He's just like... It's fun to watch Goten and Trunks be stupid. Like, legitimately, but... It's such a dumb movie that it turns around to actually be kind of, like, entertaining. It, 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 yeah, it is so bad it's good. Whereas the other two are just kind of eh. yeah. Like in the second one, like Broly just like forgot how to say proper sentences. Kaka Roto. Turn into a freaking Pokemon. Yeah, basically. And it also doesn't make any sense how he even survived. But um, Dragon Ball logic, space magic. Yeah, space magic. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Good old Broly, before they fixed him for Super. I am so glad they did. He is so much more interesting now. I was dreading that movie, if you remember. I'm like, no, I don't want Broly. And then it turned out to be amazing. What will they do next? Will they fix Garlic Jr.? We're going to get Janemba reborn. (laughs) Oh, no, Janemba. You gotta be careful talking Dragon Ball Z with me. I will throw the randomest of things at you. It's not even gonna be the edgy Janemba. It's gonna be the fat Janemba. It's gonna be the fat Janemba. I mean, it could be worse. I could throw Hildegarn at you. Wait, he, that one was like the giant monster guy, right? That was the giant monster guy in movie 13, yeah. God. He got two halves. I mean, hey, if they did that, they could bring in Tapion, and that guy's marketable. See, I, I kind of like Tapion as, like, uh, a character... But Hirudagarn, like, makes no sense. He's just a giant kaiju that you fight for, like, an hour. Yeah, pretty much. Like, I literally don't remember anything else in that movie besides them just fighting him for an hour. Eh, there's more to it, but it's like, you're not missing much. It's like, oh, see, half of them is sealed in him, and half of them is sealed in Minoshita, his younger brother. And, oh, we, we have to protect the seal. Oh, no, the seal is broken. How are we going to win? Oh, Goku's going to show Ryuk in him. Okay, they, the end. Didn't he use, like, the dragon fist on Herudagarn? Yeah, the dragon fist. I, I jokingly called it the show Ryuken, but it, yes, it is called the dragon fist. Yeah. 
Because no, I remember like the what I forget what the Funimation title for that movie is called. It's like Wrath of the Dragon. Wrath of the Dragon. It's like you're promoting the final move. Why? Just call it something else. Oh god, Funimation's dub of Dragon Ball Z is <sighs> mm. not 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 good. It does, it does not hold up well. I liked it as a kid, but no. I don't think I can watch it ever again. I even back in the day, I. I switched to the sub um, for the Boo arc. I have to this day never seen the Dragon Ball Z dub of Boo, which is funny because I have seen the Kai dub of Boo. See, okay, so for Boo, the dub is kind of bearable, but if you watch the Kai version of Boo and then try to go back, it's almost unwatchable. (laughs) I mean, Kai is, as far as I'm concerned, the dub version of Z. Yeah, I mean, it basically is. I I can't imagine anyone going back to OG Z at this point. I'd do it subtitled, but no way I'd ever do it dubbed. (laughs) I mean, I guess some people really want to watch the car episode, but there are a couple of things that are um, that are different. Um, Piccolo's death has a haunting choir that's not there. Um, there's always Super Saiyan two Gohan's uh, rock and music. Okay, that's true. Little 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 flourishes, but for the most part, yeah, no kind. Yeah, you, you have a point there, Laser. Z isn't completely irrelevant. Keep it out of the dumpster for now. This is what happens when you get the guy who looks, who's still way too obsessed with Dragon Ball. I own the Dragon Boxes. I am a Dragon Ball maniac. <laughs> I wish I had the Dragon Boxes. I wish I had known that they were going to be limited. I might have bought extra and then, you know, been able to do something with them. I just bought them. I'm like, all right, cool. This can be out for Because they didn't say they were going to be limited until they got to, like, the last two boxes. Like, oh, by the way, these are limited. I'm like, oh, gee, thanks for... I feel like when they initially, like, released it to you... I didn't really know that much as a teenager what was the difference between it and the orange box. And I had the orange box and I was like, oh, I guess I'm fine with the orange box, right? I don't need the dragon box. See, I was already a a crazy hardcore Dragon Ball fan by that point. And I had the first two orange boxes and I hated them. (laughs) I was fine with I was fine with the orange box, but I didn't know any better because I was a dumb kid. Yeah. Well, you know, when I was a dumb kid, I actually. I had the Ocean Dub VHS tapes as a uh, late teen. I mean, that's a good novelty now, at least. It is a good novelty nowadays. It has the the, the classic uh, me moments. It's your, your over 9,000s are in there. <laughs> but uh, getting off Dragon Ball, I guess, because uh, we're talking about the better series here, Demon Slayer. Not the Dragon Ball podcast. Yeah, Demon Slayer, Demon Slayer Kino, Dragon Ball Mid. Go, go. <laughs> Send us hate comments, guys. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Here we go. Here come, here come the comparisons. But I guess the last thing we should talk about from this volume until we put it in the vault forever is the final set of pages where it is a set of stories called Kimetsu no Aima, which were four-panel manga that ran in Jump Plus alongside the broadcast of Season 1 of the Demon Slayer anime. And these were also drawn by Hirano, and they're kind of just these little gag chapters that make fun of kind of each episode as it was going. And like, uh, I'm not sure if you had time to look at them, Laser, but like, they're they're pretty amusing. There's nothing anything like um, mind blowing about yeah, I them. I didn't quite make it into those ones, but you mentioned them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're, they're kind of just an amusing like read through. Um, there's some fun ones where like uh, you have like. Uh, the cast like watching Tanjiro beating the first demon in the final selection in a movie theater and cheering him on. Ha! That's great. Yeah, and then like uh some other good ones here is like Muzan like 
I don't know what he's doing. He's like kicking in the air while like the demons that like go into um, Tamayo's like house are attacking Tanjiro and Nezuko. It's like it's really funny just seeing all these like gestures here because like the characters are acting in ways where like they would never actually act in the manga. Or the main manga. <laughs> out of character, but they're out of scene anyway, so it works. Yeah, the other fun, funny one is like uh, Zenitsu's master dragging Zenitsu to the final selection. Okay, that that, that might as well be canon. <laughs> yeah, it's just, just go to the final selection, you ninny. I've got stomach aches, I might die. <laughs> that, that just seems on brand. <laughs> it's it's very much on brand. Yeah, there, there's like just a lot of like really fun ones here. Oh, I, I found another really funny one. For, like, the episode 17 gag one, it's a bald Zenitsu doing his, like, uh, thunder-breathing attack on the, one of the spider demons. Because, like, the whole oh, joke was, like, he was going to go bald from the spider venom. Oh, yeah. So while he's doing the attack, he loses his hair. Sure, why not? Anime, it makes sense. It's perfect. Yeah, so it's, it's a nice set of little chapters here. And the last one kind of just is him teasing the train. It's Rengoku, the train, and Tanjiro. <laughs> Train-kun is coming for you, Tanjiro. Look out. Gotta love Train-kun. But yeah, that does it for this volume. Overall, it's a nice little package of stories. I'm glad that it exists and that it got licensed. And honestly, I hope that uh, more of these types of volumes get made in the future for Demon Slayer. Because, like, it's nice seeing this world expanded. And you can never have too much Demon Slayer content until we get to the point in, like, 20 years where we have too much Demon Slayer content. Ah, the Dragon Ball method at last. The the reason we mentioned Dragon Ball is now made clear. (laughs) Yes, uh, hopefully Demon Slayer doesn't reach that point of too much content. But you never know. But I guess for now we should get out of here. So, Laser, where can people find you? Uh, people can find me on Twitter at LaserKidPrime. Uh, you can find my uh, Toonami Focus editorials on Toonami Faithful, and I do regularly appear on the Toonami Faithful podcast. Awesome. As for myself, you can find me on Twitter at VLordGTZ, and I write various things for MangaMavericks.com as well as ToonamiFaithful.com, so you can check out my writing over there, and I do a number of podcasts besides this one. Uh, including Saturday Night Chagi at Sat Night Chagi, Oversoul Shaman King podcast at Shaman King Pod, and the Dumbweaves podcast at Dumbweaves Pod, as well as the Tsunami Faithful podcast at Tsunami Podcast. So you can check out all of those. As for the Demon Slayer podcast, you can find us on Twitter at DSlayer Podcast, on Facebook at facebook.com slash Demon Slayer Podcast, and on the Tsunami Faithful website itself at tsunamifaithful.com slash podcast. And the podcast is on basically every podcast platform at this point. Spotify, Podbay, Anchor, you name it, we're there. So wherever you listen to your podcasts, go rate, review us, and just enjoy the episodes and just listen to all the episodes that fit your fancy. Go through the entire catalog of 80 plus episodes if you have to. It's kind of surprising that we've done 80 plus episodes at this point. Where has the time gone? That's a good question. I think it's gone into reading Demon Slayer for some reason. I mean, there are worse things you could do. Yeah, we could be reading, uh, I don't know, 
shield hero? Oh boy, that's what I want to read. Uh, I'm trying to think of something worse, but I can't. I can think of something, but I don't know if you want me to say it. Say it, say it, Laser. Redo of hero, of healer. Oh yeah, that is worse. That that's not even a question. Redo of healer. That that's the one <laughs> thing we'll never read or watch, probably. Poor J Mac traumatized himself with it. Unless someone wants to pay us to watch it, I'll do it for money. For money, you can see watch us suffer. That that uh, our suffering is worth money. Yes. Listeners, do you want us to sell out to watch redo of healer? Let us know. We will tell you how horrible it is. Indeed. But until then, we will see you guys later. On the next episode of Demon Slayer Z! GT was better. What about uh, Demon Slayer Super?